Louis gave the title for this, uh, following on in, in all the, uh, the passages we're doing in Ephesians over uh, many weeks, called it The Power of God in Redemption. And um, the, power, the, the passage gives the powerful focus that when we were dead, formerly we were made alive. When we were dead, we were not free to live. We were caught up in the wrong things. We were a slave to the things of the, the world, the ruler of this world. We were weighed down by what we followed. We were dead and we were staying dead. We had no movement of life, no mercy to rely on, no spiritual blessings to redeem us in any way. When we were spiritually dead, God made us alive. So from now on, we will find in our life new rhythms. We will find uh, spiritual experiences or blessings, opportunities springing up for us when before we had none of that at all. When Paul speaks of life in, in verse four to 10, it's a, a complete contrast to, to what he does in verses one to three. So dead and alive. And we can see this as we look at ourselves. I had a, a picture. We look both personally or corporately. This picture of, I had of um, looking at a dead animal at a museum, so behind glass, is, is what we were before, that, that sort of dead animal in the museum. And now simply to see ourselves as, as living people so we have God's mercy and, and grace. It's such a powerful contrast. And, and this is the redeeming power of this message that Paul gives, to see ourselves having been dead and then to see ourselves receiving life from God, turning to, to the gospel of, of Jesus and receiving God's life and then going where that leads us. In the power of the gospel, we've all already moved to the other side of the glass. We may be able to see our past way of life, but now we live in a different place. We already experience here and now the life-giving power of God in Jesus Christ and, and the energies of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to speak today uh, on how God makes us alive in, in the power and the rhythm, first of acceptance, of, of new identity, of sustained blessing, and in the work of God's kingdom. And I want to use verse four to 10 as the anchor point for, for the message. So we, we see in verse four to 10 about our coming alive in Christ. It's the power to, to show life, to demonstrate God's life-giving power in, in, what, in contrast to what we'd been before. So, so to love freely, to overflow in mercy, to express kindness, to show grace in, in God's power that, that comes to us. So we're not, we're not going back to the, the former life in verse one to three, the dead animal behind the glass. But I'll, I'll be looking at verses four to 10 in, in what I'll call the cycle of grief and contrast this with the, the rhythm of grace. And then I want to end with a focus on, on verse 10, 
which talks about how we are, are God's handiwork and, and that God is preparing us for, for the work of his kingdom. Before I go on, I, I want to attribute uh, to Matty Svoboda uh, the theme of, of this message, or, or the, the cycle of grief, the rhythm of grace. Um, Matty's the, the pastor of Summerhill Baptist Church in Launceston, and he came and spoke to the uh, Tassie chaplains. And I thought, thought then, oh, this is a good message. It'd be good to share with the church. So, so when Louis put the list together, I was up on Ephesians 2, and I thought, bingo, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a good message here uh, that, that I wanted to share. Here there are two movements. One is a human movement that points, it leads to points of grief. And the other is, is the movement of the gospel, the movement of, of God's grace in our lives. So to introduce a new rhythm of grace, and I'll read out the verses that go with this. We start with acceptance in verses four and five. It's where, God, where Paul turns to us living, to receiving life. Verses four and five, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And then moving to identity in verse six. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in, in Christ Jesus, the way we, our identity is joined with Christ. Then it moves to sustenance or being sustained in, in the life we've been given. He speaks of in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And then moving last to achievement in, in verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then uh, the contrast is, is the cycle of grief. Also has uh, four, four elements to explore. Uh, firstly, achievement, then moving to identity, uh, the aspect of, of drivenness, and then either acceptance or condemnation, and, and we might call that success or, or failure. If, if you are in a cycle of grief, the, the opportunity with Ephesians 2 is, is to reflect on the gospel as the new rhythm of, of grace. The thing about the, the cycle of grief is not simply that it goes in a different sequence from Ephesians 2, it has two inbuilt features. First up, there's, there's a focus on achievement that leads to an identity that, that can often be fragile. And second, it, it can lead to a drivenness that may not bring about the acceptance that, that we all hope for. I've, I've seen the first one close up, uh, the focus on achievement. I, I did a, um, a field placement for counselling at, uh, at Melbourne High School uh, 
five years ago. And it's a boys' high school, and, and the entrance, the entry to that school in year nine to 12 is by your academic achievement. And for many of the boys, there, there was this uh, focus on achievement. Uh, the expectations were built up around uh, achieving, doing well. And especially if they, they came from where they were the, you know, the best to somewhere, <laughs> second best or third best, uh, still good. But, but the implication, perhaps building up inside them, if they didn't succeed as expected, then, then, then what? Uh, and some of them were quite anxious about this. And, and the focus of, on achievement in the end actually got in the way of achieving things. And that, that may be at the extreme end, but it shows how achievement is a, a faulty basis for growing in who we are, for deepening in our relationships, for finding uh, the acceptance and, and the love that, that we seek. In growing, we need to find a place for our identity, to, to ask who I am, to ask who, who God is, what do I believe, where am I going, and what am I doing? Or, or suppose at the other end of the cycle, we're, we're driven to do well, but our, our deeper longing for uh, acceptance is not satisfied. We, we might think that there's, there's a lot of work I'm doing for, for such a little amount of acceptance. As Maddie said to us, you, you feel good about your success, but it leads to a drivenness. And, and, and what happens in the moments that we fail or that we, we judge that the due acceptance has not been given to me? If you feel bad about yourself, how, how do you feel good about yourself? Even in my chaplaincy work in, in a primary school, I, I see these other forces in the world that, that take kids away from finding the point of life acceptance. And, and they cannot move to, to points of achievement until they can find those uh, points of daily acceptance, that their identity, the, the things that are ongoing and constant that can s sustain them. So, so to walk into school at the start of the day can be a hard road to first find acceptance and focus before moving into to the achievements of the day. And the first achievement before the achievements of school is about finding peace and, and friendship with others. The, the differences between this cycle of grief and, and the rhythm of life that we'll look at soon is whether we're driven by a quest for achievement or whether we can be sustained in, in God's acceptance of us. One points to grief, the other points outward toward the, the work of God's kingdom. We, we can sometimes offer resources to help people in, in their drivenness um, who are in the cycle of grief uh, but does it help to help us or other people to become aware of the drivenness, perhaps the pitfalls of, of the cycle of grief that we are part of and, and move us away to, to a, another point of living? E even before we offer resources to 
to help us in our work, the, the really radical beginning is about finding a new life rhythm, and that begins with acceptance and identity. So I want to look at that now as the rhythm of grace. And we've looked at those, uh, those verses and, and just expanding on, on what, what that involves. Um, looking at the passage, did you find a point in the rhythm? We may find it as, as, as a fixed point, for example, verse 6 in identity. Uh, but as, as the width and the depth and the breadth of the good news that is expressed in this letter, each point displays its own rhythm. It's the dynamic flow of God's grace, it's God's power at work within us, and it's, it's God's life blessing flowing through us. The rhythm of grace also has a, a couple of important features like the cycle of grief. Notice that it begins and, and does not end with acceptance. And also notice that in, instead of being driven, we're sustained. Maddie's words were gospel words when he spoke of acceptance and identity in verses 4 and 5 and, and then verse 6. He said, what, what have I done to determine my identity? Nothing. We accept it in what God has given in Jesus. This is the beginning of, of the movement of, of God's love and mercy. In these verses, God is acting toward us, making us alive and raising us up in Christ. And, and this is the rhythm of, of grace in what we receive from God. And then the rhythm in verse 7 and verse 10 changes so that we are sustained and we are prepared by God into the future of God's kingdom. And this is more the rhythm of, of waiting. So the rhythm of what we receive, the rhythm of, of waiting for what we do, for what will be revealed, in, instead of the drive to get there as soon as possible. God acts in grace towards us and then through God's grace we wait for his continuing kindness and, and seek after the way God leads us for what we will do. Achievement is beautiful whenever we arrive at it and, and come to know it as the overflow of God's blessing. But achievement is such a demanding foundation to start our life if, if we miss out on the news of God's love mercy, grace and kindness, the cycle of grief. Ephesians 4.30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. I said that um, Maddie's talk to the chaplains might also have something to say to, to our church does our, our church have a rhythm of grace? Sometimes we, we turn to God, but somehow we believe that, that we have to work for our own place of acceptance, and then we have to work again to gain recognition for our efforts. Yet we read over and over in, in Ephesians that our identity in God is already given to us and remains always in us, even as God continues 
uh, to lead us and sustain us to be available to us. We find and celebrate that we come alive in Christ as a church only in the rhythm of grace. My, my observation and, and feeling is that even at, uh, at UBC that, uh, that there have been times when we've uh, come into this cycle of grief. We, we do look for the best result but sometimes there's just a point of, of grief that we come to in some way. There are, there are pressure points uh, sometimes the rhythm of our church is not so good when we cannot find acceptance or, or we cannot easily trust God for the future. We, we will always second guess ourselves as a church whenever we do not know how deep and wide the love of Christ is for us. So I would encourage all of us to enter into this redemption story of how we were dead and God made us alive. I would also en encourage each of us to grow in our knowledge of God. The, the passage points us to a more a, a dynamic, expansive rhythm of grace. Uh, we are all already in powerful ways um, seeing God work in, in our church here. Um, it's a continuing rhythm, God working here in, in, in us and elsewhere in the world. Ephesians 2, and indeed all of Ephesians, sets a new rhythm to live as, as God's people. And after Easter, we'll, we'll come back to explore the people as the church. The Reformers had a big focus on verses uh, 8 and 9. And uh, Glennis the other week mentioned this as part of, there's uh, quite a famous emphasis out of, out of this letter. And I'll read that to you. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And, and the reformers had these sort of catch words, Christ alone, grace alone. Faith alone. And they did not accept that you can get to God by your own works and your own efforts. And that's really important, it's foundational. How does that help us to live in the rhythm of grace? Sometimes I've, I've always thought this, that we can, we can focus on verse eight and nine, and that's the famous two verses, and, and we memorize it or we know it, and, and, and we don't get to verse 10. <laughs> and uh, we leave that off the end because it does refer to good works and, and we know from verse 9 that it's not our good works that get us anywhere um, yet this has a different rhythm from the human works that lead us away from the grace of God because they are God's works as God's works they overflow from Christ's place in us and in all creation to include us and then to, to lead us out of death through the power of God at work in us. So we, we can allow verse eight and nine to help our this understanding as, as we know ourselves alive, as we know ourselves moving in, in the rhythm of grace. It, it's important to see that God will prepare us for works of service 
So Ephesians 4.12 says that God will prepare us uh, for works of service. Again, it's not as our achievement, but uh, in God's acceptance of us and the way he promises to, to gift us and sustain our lives. John Howard Yoder in his book, Theology of Mission, says mission is not a calling of people for adventure or comfort or doing good or finding themselves, but for service of the kingdom of God and the promise not of security, but again in our time that in the, in the words of Matthew, all these things shall be added. And, and this is the power and the mission of, of, of the gospel in us and in the church. It's, it's the power of God's kingdom working in us, us and it's the mission of God to, to redeem the beloved creation both now and in, into the future. And this will never be the power of, of drivenness when our acceptance by God or our gifting from God or our service to God come last and, and our achievement and, and our effort lead the way and come first. So I re really wanted to end on verse 10 about that we are God's handiwork. In, in the cycle of grief and the rhythm of grace, there, were, there was either a beginning or, or an end with achievement. And, and it helps us today to consider the, the place and the, the status we give to achieving things. And also asking what either drives our efforts or sustains our achievement. Yet our work in Christ is not truly about our efforts or achievements as, as it follows from verses eight and nine. It says that our life has already found a rhythm of grace. We've already found acceptance, identity, spiritual blessing to sustain us. And then it concludes in handiwork, which sums up and continues on that rhythm into the future. Uh, this handiwork is, is what we already are, and which indeed has a rhythm of itself that, that continues on into the future. Verse 10 is the totality of our life lifted up as God's work. Uh, just as, as God lifted us up and made us alive in Christ. The rhythm of grace goes further and, and prepares us and calls us to, to live in Christ and to work for Christ into the future. And this verse is, is really like Andrew's prayer a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't know if you remember it. He, he talked about all the new things that are happening and, and, and what they really are, the, the, the work that we're doing, is really what we are created to be. And he was asking whether there, there is a, a freedom that we'll, we'll give our, ourselves to in this work. Is the work uh, and the rhythm of grace in it? We, we can also see it as, as God is preparing us and, and calling us in, in, in this time to, to serve him. And that is how that God accepts us, includes us, sustains us, and, and now calling us to live in Christ. We can keep going over this, this new rhythm, just following those verses, reading them again, 
uh, again and again as we go through our, our walk through Ephesians. Each part uh, emphasises a, a, a rhythm and a movement of, of the grace that we experience in the gospel. So again, there's acceptance, uh, there's our identity, there's how we are sustained and, and our achievement. Um, they're not strictly a, a sequence, but there, there's, a, there's a flow about it. And there's a flow we really need to live. It's important that we live that way, where we start, where we end, whether we're driven, uh, whether we find acceptance or not. Uh, all these are important issues that come out uh, through this passage. Just in closing, uh, Maddie asked us two questions. If, if you are in a cycle of grief, uh, what, what is not working and, and what do you need to change? Um, is there a drivenness? You're asking for acceptance, you're not finding it. Uh, and perhaps who, who do you need to talk to? Um, and if you are in the rhythm of grace, how do we keep moving into it? Who, who do we need to join with? What, what, what would it be great to be doing? Maybe, maybe you're ready, like Roger with Alpha, prepared, ready, it's coming, it's, it's going to be there. Um, seeing as he's introduced it today, there's, there's a rhythm of grace in inviting friends. Uh, how do we keep moving into it? So I'm, I'm going to pray and, and the band's going to come up. Thank you. Father, we thank you for uh, the word uh, today of, of uh, the grace that we receive, uh, your, the power of, of the gospel at work in us, how you sustain us, and, and the story that when we were dead, you made us alive. And we pray that we could uh, know and walk in uh, the blessings that lift up life, that show life to others. Uh, we pray that at this point of our journey as a church, uh, we would know your acceptance and your love we pray that you would sustain us into the future. We pray not that we can work of ourselves or, or this is all about us, but uh, your works in us and who we are in you. And we give you thanks for this uh, passage and, and uh, for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.